You know those days when you can't think of a podcast intro? This is one of them, so it must be episode 57 of Have You Seen? <laughs> I've got nothing. Hello, welcome to the tired, uncreative 57th episode of Have You Seen? <coughs> uh, that coughing sound you hear is uh, Tom, who lives with his wife. And I am Kieran, who lives in a one-bedroom flat in Watford. And we are going to be tackling Jeff, who lives at home, and Clue this week. Excellent. Good, good. I was hoping I'd get a laugh out of somebody <laughs> for that. Yeah. Honestly. I don't do this for my health. And apparently yeah. not for yours either. No, you don't sound too good. No, I don't feel too good, to be very honest. Excellent. No, I feel a bit sick. So I apologise in advance if I start getting really croaky or coughing fits. Lovely. Well, maybe. he's coughing and I've got an enormous slice of chocolate cake I'm making yeah. my way through. I've just eaten an enormous slice of chocolate cake and uh, I have a slight headache now. Lovely. Excellent. To add it's... to my poorly chest. Mm. There's an office birthday, so there's a very <coughs> large cake yeah, doing which, the rounds. I've well, been cut the biggest piece you've ever seen. I took a photo of it. I might put it on the blog. Yeah. I, might, I might make that the uh, the, av- the picture for, Turn yours for this round how much of that have you eaten? Well, I've just eaten like the the pointy bit off the end. Pointy bit off the end. So, yeah. Uh, about there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mine was about the same, if not, yeah. even, if not even bigger. Yeah, this thing's like two inches thick. It's ridiculous. <coughs> um, and I'm going to tend to eat it over the course of this show. Yeah. So, <laughs> fantastic audio. This is going to. I know. I, I'm, I bet our listeners are riveted so far. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Me hacking away, <laughs> you, you soliloquizing about chocolate cake. <laughs> Soliloquizing is a fantastic word. That's the word of the day, soliloquizing. Um, what should we tackle first? What do you fancy? Um, well, I've got Clue first in my notes. Going I've from got left Jeff who lives right. at home. So uh-huh. let us uh, let me swap over. Okay. I've just hit the wrong thing. Mother. I'll recap while you fiddle with do your it. iPad. Um, okay, so Clue is basically a, a, a farcical comedy based on the uh, board game Clue in the States or Cluedo in the UK. Um, six guests are invited to a strange mansion and uh, a murder happens and they have to try and work together to figure out who the murderer is and if it's one of them and just hilarity ensues from there it's uh, it's literally the basic premise of the game turned into a movie um, I, lo- I, I saw it when I was a kid and loved it then I still love it now I find it, I don't know, it makes me laugh every time I watch it um, and I find it a, a bit kind of like Airplane where you watch it a, a few times you get you, you see tiny little things you didn't mm. see before and you, you hear little one-liners that are, th- that are quite throwaway that, that kind of come through mm. um, it's got a great cast with uh, Tim Curry and uh, Christopher Lloyd Michael McKean and a few whole raft of faces you'd recognise but not necessarily names mm-hmm. um, yeah so I, yeah, I I think it's been on my list to pitch from the very beginning like the very first list I sure. made um, just because I thought it would be a fun thing to cover so what did you think? well I have fun for the first Good. 10 minutes. Oh, really? And then it just annoyed the absolute oh, really? shit out of me. Yeah. Why? The I'm not entirely sure how well stage fast works on screen. Right, okay. I was sitting there thinking, I wish I was watching this in a theatre. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm not, like I said last week, I don't know if it was ever a stage play. Because it kind of, it does, I, I totally agree. It, it does, does feel, feel like that. that. Yeah, and um, not in a good way, I don't think. Oh, okay. Um, I got. I found myself getting massively annoyed by the overacting. Right. Um, it's hammy as fuck. Yeah. Well, that's kind of. Yeah, I, I know. It's supposed to be like one of those sort of fifties murder murder mysteries. Yeah, things, and isn't it, it? but it just annoyed. And I could see the John Landis fingerprints all over it. And I don't right. like John Landis. Stuff. No, I realise that. Yeah. Um, 
there was there were some good there were some things I, re- I really like how they managed to get an entire running gag about stepping in dog poo over and done within five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With like five occurrences of, <laughs> yeah. of just people as they come in just sniffing. Where yeah, Tim yeah. Curry's character has stepped in shit. Yeah. Um, I like. Um, what did I like? Yeah, there was there are some good there's some good lines, yeah. but it got to the point where I just tuned out. Oh, okay, and just massive lapses in logic yeah. that annoyed the hell out of me. Right when the candy gram gets shot, yeah. Um, why would you leave a dead body on the porch? Right, she she gets shot on the front yeah, porch, yeah, yeah. dies. So there's been a gun. Somebody around would have heard a gunshot. Yeah, um, and they just close the door and leave her outside. Yeah, as I did. I know it's a comedy. I know it's a farce. I know it's stupid. Yeah, but that's just dumb. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what have I written? Too much shouting and overacting. I've lost interest, and now two people are pretending to make out with corpses. Right. Um, yeah. Sorry. That's all right. There was some. There was some really good. Actually, well, wait. Let's get get through one thing. I really hated. Yeah. Tim Curry yeah. reenacting the events of the evening. Yeah. I found it excruciating. Really? I couldn't wait for the film to end to the point where really? I didn't watch all three endings. Oh, really? No, I saw the Miss Scarlet ending and I turned it off because right, I thought, okay. right, I'm at the end of the movie. Right. I, I've just pulled my mic cord. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't want to watch anymore. Okay, I wanted to eject from this film as soon as possible. <laughs> okay. Um, the, there were things I like. It was mostly lines and mostly little um, Tim Curry bits of business. Right. Um, is that a place for you? Oh, no, sir. I'm merely a humble butler. What exactly do you, do you do? I battle, sir. Yeah. See, things like that. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, I liked his pronunciation of chandelier, the chandelier. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever want to see this again. No, oh, fair enough. Um, Michael McCain looked like Rick Moranis got cast as Clark Kent. He looks so young. Yeah, he does look right. Even though this was, this was well after... Um, it was 85. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was well after Spinal Tap. And- yeah. See, I was, I, was, I was... For the first 10, 15 minutes, I was fully into it. Oh, and I think my problem with it is I couldn't connect with the actual mystery. Right, okay. All the, all the histrionics kind of overshadowed. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think the, the core whodunit was right, strong enough. enough. Okay, fair enough. Because it all seemed to... There were, there were just large, large leaps in logic and right, right. how how all these things could have occurred, and it just it didn't it didn't all tie together for me. And I oh, just fair enough. once it got towards the end, I couldn't be bothered following it to see right. if it did actually all tie together. Right, I see. Okay, fair enough. Fair um, enough. yeah, sorry. That's right. I wrote, I wrote Miss Scarlet did it. I'm switching off. I don't care anymore. Right. So that's clue. <laughs> right. Fair enough. <laughs> That was that didn't last very long, did it? No, no, no. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else I can see. Oh, so, okay, something I did really like. There's a okay. really great piece where they all come. Mayhem has happened. Yeah, they all come back into the study. Yeah, and there's a bit where Michael McKean's trying to find a seat. Oh, yeah. Each time he gets to a seat, someone else sits down in it before him. Yeah, and so he goes and just perches on the edge of a table. And yeah. I was expecting it to collapse, and it didn't. Yeah, and they cut away to Tim Curry, and Tim Curry talks. They cut back to Michael McKean, and the table collapses. <laughs> that that to me, that was the best the best gag in the film. Yeah, that, I, I that do, had me in stitches. That's what I mean about you. You do get the really over the top stuff, but then there's there are the kind of little subtle bits like there's yeah. there's a whole scene i can't remember if it's before or after michael mckean has revealed he's gay mm. but Yvette, the maid mm. 
who's done out like a proper French maid and mm. her, her bosom is heaving and she, she wants to, uh, they tell her to go somewhere and she wants someone to go with them and all the men leap up mm. and the one who's nearest to her is Michael McKean and they all kind of go around and I'll, I'll come I'll go I'll go mm. and she just kind of half looks at him and he goes no thanks and just yeah. walks away it was just little things like that, that I really like mm. um, yeah yeah, yeah that's just, fair enough I know was, I think it was it, it was it was 10 to 15 minutes of good fun yeah. and then an hour of shouting and screaming and running around. Right. I, I know. I always know if I pitch you kind of really over-the-top comedies that they, it will either go one way or the other. You'll either really love it or you'll, you'll, you'll not like the fact that it's over-the-top. Mm, too over-the-top. Yeah. Shit, you managed to make me speak half through a mouthful of cake. <laughs> it's revenge for not liking glue. <laughs> and now I need a glass of water before I can move on. <laughs> Yeah, he's I'll, coughing. This is, a, this is amazing audio. This is, is going to be one of our gold standard I shows, think, I think. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, dear. Far more fun than the film right. were the alternative titles I found, which range from okay. the, uh, from the um, standard to the ridiculous. Okay. Uh, in Brazil, mm-hmm. Seven Suspects. Yeah. Simple. In Portugal, The Game of Crime. Right. In Spain, The Game of Suspicion. Right. In Finland, play for your life. Right. Oh, that now that's interesting because I've heard of a play called that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Or oh, I've heard something called play for your life. Hmm. That's interesting. Go on. In Germany, all murderers are already there. <laughs> right. Uh, in Sweden, this makes no sense. Suicide is freely. Wow. Yeah. That really does not make sense. And in Italy, yeah. oh, I love this one, gentlemen. The crime is served. <laughs> that's quite good you can imagine that being a Tim Curry line actually yeah, um, yeah. I found some some reviews on Amazon yeah. that seem to be very bothered about the nationality of the film right right okay this is a five star review reminds me reminds me a bit like a St Trinian's film fast paced slightly over the top with three post endings pity it's an American film with American actors still jolly good fun to wheel away a rainy day sort of film one would watch over and over again yeah I, I do wonder if it's because it's it's obviously Clue is originally an American game I believe uh, it's, no it's a British game is it yeah Cluedo, Cluedo is the original I looked it up oh right okay yeah. oh that's interesting then so it's a British game hmm. American I don't uh, understand why the butler was Wadsworth rather than Waddington though because Waddington's was the original publisher of the game. Well, why didn't they make him Parker? Because that was the American distributor. Yeah, that's probably why. Because of the... Yeah. Because couldn't of they the, just renamed him in the script to something that would have fitted into... It might have just been rights. They might have thought... Maybe. You know. Maybe. Um, bought this for my daughter who had a project on it for drama. It's a crazy story, very American, but it's no harm. And we've all sat down to watch it. <laughs> it's no harm. It's kind of xenophobes on, <laughs> yeah. uh, on Amazon. Have just watched the DVD in German with English subtitles. The DVD is multilingual. Both English and Germans had a good laugh, but not always in the same places. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the uh, there's the difference between Brits and Germans when it yeah. comes to Clue. Well, I just I don't maybe it's just the translation. I quite I like that though. Yeah. It would be would be quite fun to sit in a room with people consuming the same movie but at two different I saw things. okay uh, there's a film festival I go to in France every year for work yeah and I saw um, In the Loop mm-hmm. the the uh, thick of it movie essentially yeah um, uh, with an audience that was Anglophile but I would say 99% French right uh, so I, I watched a British movie with French subtitles yeah. and the laughter did come in different places right 
And before we started watching the film, the woman who sat next to me must have been in her 60s. Yeah. Uh, and we had a like broken English, broken French kind of conversation. Yeah. And she asked me what the film was about. Right. And I had no idea how I was going to explain a fast-paced, <laughs> talky political no. comedy with lots and lots of swearing. Yeah. And I had to dig down deep in my Right. She didn't understand what lo- lo- lots of swearing meant. Right. Uh, and I think I, I came up with uh, beaucoup de mal mots. Right. Lots of bad words. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and she loved it. She had a great time. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, Shall we move on? Yeah, okay. Jeff, who lives at home. Yeah. Kieran and Tom, who live in the podcast studio. Um, This is a kind of small indie comedy mm-hmm. uh, from the guys who did the recent Safety Not Guaranteed Right uh, and what do they do? There's a TV show they TV show they do called The League. Right. Okay. Um, and this is um, Jason Siegel and Ed Helms mm-hmm. and Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Um, Susan Sarandon plays Sharon, who's an office worker with two sons. Uh, Pat is played by Ed Helms, and he's a moderately successful businessman, but he's a bit of an asshole. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's Jeff, who's Jason Siegel, who lives at home. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Jeff, one day, fresh off a bong hit, receives a mysterious phone call for somebody called Kevin, uh, and then one from his mum asking him to run an errand. And when he goes out to run on the errand, he spots uh, a Kevin on the bus. Uh, it's emblazoned on the back of the guy's basketball mm-hmm. vest. And believing this is fate, uh, he decides to see uh, how deep the rabbit hole goes and follows Kevin. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Pat's marriage is in jeopardy, and Sharon has a secret admirer in the office. Yeah. Uh, I said last week when I watched this the first time, mm-hmm. I liked it. It was okay. I liked it. I liked it. It was fine. It was fine. It's fine. And then I really liked it once it got to the ending. Okay. Um, I just thought it's funny and it's nice. And the way I described it last week as it will put a smile on your heart. Right. So let's see if Tom's heart is smiling in any way. Not really. Okay. <laughs> well, this is a shit week. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. It was weird because I kind of thought I was kind of expecting to be thoroughly engaged and really enjoy it, and mm. I di- I just didn't, and I don't know why. Um, I think. I like again, like you, with clear, there are elements of it that I liked. Mm. So, I mean, I always quite like, I always quite like stories about fate. I think it's kind of an interesting premise to kind of you know hinge things on and coincidence and and you know are things meant to be or, mm. or, or aren't they? But I think I don't think this was a particularly good example of that. I, I mean, I've seen other movies that mm. do, that I really enjoyed that did it in a much more interesting way. Um, uh, the Adjustment Bureau was one that I really enjoyed. I much prefer this to Adjustment Bureau. Really, the Adjustment Bureau is so light and airy and really, I think because yeah. I felt I kind of felt that about this. I just didn't. I firstly, the main crux of the story of Ed Helms and his wife, mm. I had no interest in because right. I was kind of like, I don't care if they get together or split up because mm. he's a horrible person. Mm. So I have no sympathy for him. So I've I've got no invested interest in that adventure they go on to find out if she's having an We've affair. We've come across this before. You like nice people in movies. Yeah, generally. But I mean, mm. I was just like, I mean, I just, it was kind of like I didn't care about the outcome. Sure. Because he didn't deserve, he didn't deserve for a good outcome, mm. if that makes sense. Okay. Um. So yeah, and I, and I found that I didn't, I didn't think that Jason Segel's character was... There was enough there. Okay. He, he seemed a bit basic stoner. Hmm. Um, you know. Some people are just basic stoners. Well, no, absolutely. I, I, I realise that. But but given that he was the other kind of main hmm. thrust of the story, it would have been nice if he'd had a bit more depth to his character. Hmm. Um, 
the thing that I really, really hated though, mm. absolutely really annoyed the hell out of me, was the cinematography and the music. Really? Yeah, because it was just screaming all the time. Look how quirky and indie we are. Look how quirky <laughs> and indie we are. Because it's just, it's like plinky plonky xylophone music that is the bog standard for, yeah, yeah. for indie comedy. Mm. And absolutely no reason to zoom in and handhold shots. There's a lot of it, yeah. It was just incessant, just keep, yeah. and, and not like, you know, just short punches in and out. And, and it you was just see like, the hand movements that yeah, go with I was people. Just, I was just like, oh, stop it. Uh, I, this sort of movie. See, I only really noticed that at the beginning, in the yeah. opening scene, and then it kind of just, it no, just became I, part of what I was watching really, and didn't really I just, pay attention. No, yeah. it just really kind of pulled me out of it as well, mm. which I think was another problem. Mm. I didn't engage enough in the story because I was getting so irritated by sure. the way it was shot. That's fine if you're Paul Greengrass and you're making an action movie, mm. but for an indie or comedy... Or if it's supposed to be a mock duck or... Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was yeah, If it's supposed to be a documentary, then that's mm. fine. Um, but it just didn't suit this movie. Um, I think it would have worked much better with a much more static camera mm. for for certain things and set pieces and and mm. things like that. I, I just didn't it just didn't work for me. Um, I thought I, I quite liked Judy Greer's performance. Yeah, I thought she was pretty good. Um, I thought the Susan Sarandon story was. Judy Greer has now appeared in four things. I know, I noticed this. that. Yeah. When, when when she popped up, uh, I was watching it with my wife, and she was like, oh, there's, there's that. And I was like, it's Thingy from the Moguls. And she was like, no, no, it's Thingy from the Descendants. Yeah. <laughs> and and also Thingy it. from Arrested Development. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. yeah so that's, this makes, marks her fourth appearance yeah, on yeah, the show. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I thought she was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and again, back back to the, the uh, Susan Sarandon thing. I didn't, I don't know, it just didn't, again, it didn't quite... Hmm feel right hmm. I don't know and because that is kind of because that is yeah. almost completely disconnected from the rest exactly. of the story exactly and then, and then suddenly, the suddenly you get to a bit where she and the woman jump in the car to run off it's like it's just Thelma and Louise as a yeah. B story yeah. and it just which seems a bit kind of weird hmm. um, so yeah I, I wanted to like it but I just couldn't and I think one of my main one of the real problems I had was, was the fact that of the, the cinematography and the music hmm. was just it was I don't know. It just felt like it was trying to be more hipster and pretentious than it actually was or should have been. Yeah. And if they hadn't done that, they would have had a much more engaging film. Certainly for me, anyway. Okie dokie. Sorry. Well, two, two complete misses. Yeah, this yeah. Way, yeah. Well, you know sometimes what? that happens. Yeah, I know. But it's funny. It's, it's often. I think it, comedy on this show seems to be the most subjective. Yeah, I think so. I, but I generally, we share a sense of humour. I know, which, which is, is really weird. That like, is what's yeah. really weird. And I, I, but sometimes we, it gets knocked out of the park, doesn't it? With things like "I love you, man." Exactly. And yeah, that is true. That kind of business. But, I mean, for example, I know. What was it? We. Um, I wonder if it's also to do with how we watch comedies, because quite often when we watch them for the show, we have to sit down with a notebook yeah. and, and take notes and things like that, which isn't always best. Yeah. So, for example, but as I also, as I said, Tom, who lives with his wife, and Kieran, who lives in one bed in Hertfordshire, <laughs> yeah. I wa all of this I watch on my own, yeah. and I can't watch these movies with other people. No, no, no. I've only ever true. done it once. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, I, do I, I think... yeah, I have to be able to concentrate and yeah, exactly, write notes yeah. as I go. I am. Um, because it's interesting, some comedies we've watched together, which I wouldn't think you'd all normally like. Yeah. So I'm thinking things like Knocked Up or Step Brothers, or even. I think you've Knocked Up. Yeah. Step Brothers overall, I don't like, but it has fun. Exactly. Moments, yeah. yeah. But you, can, I think it's much easier to appreciate the good bits of it when you're in a group. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's what it. I think I think. Yeah, so I think that might be an issue we have with comedies, which Maybe is why we is. end up doing long runs of dark stuff. Yeah. We're going to have to yeah, think well, about it. Yeah, well, and we're also, we are also kind of intrigued by dark stuff and we both like documentaries. That's and we true, both, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of, yeah. Yeah, no. I, I'm running out of films to pitch you. I really <laughs> am. It's terrible. Part of the problem I have is I've got a list of stuff. Yeah. And it's stuff I can't be bothered watching <laughs> again. So um, yeah. we might, I might have to vary this up a bit. Somehow. Yeah, no. And I think, I think we need to, um, we should start thinking about doing another bad movie special. We absolutely point. should. I wanted. I still want to do the pound store DVD challenge, but you're too posh to live near a pound <laughs> store. <laughs> no, I do all the ones I live near don't have. All right, all the DVDs they have are like. Mm. So I think in the, the the retail world of DVD, you have your your premium yeah. ones that that are new releases and what have you, mm-hmm. and then there'll be the ones that everyone's putting into offers. Yeah, that are like three or four years old, but they're not bad movies. So, for example, if I go into what I would refer to as my local pound shop, yeah, the DVD section will consist of things like "I Love You, Man" and yeah. and stuff like that for like three quid. See, that's what I mean. You live, so I'm just like every time I go in, I can't find anything. Uh, so, see, the- whereas I live in a shitty little town that <laughs> yeah. has three pound shops yeah. three different pound shops, or yeah. one of them is even the ninety nine p store. Yeah. Um, and I can go in there and pick up any old shit. They sell yeah. asylum movies in half right. of them. Or uh, yeah. what was the one that made me laugh? Is I went and I found copies of Die Another Day <laughs> right. from months oh, ago. Oh, God, that's an awful yeah, film. exactly. That's a, oh, that is that is an abomination. Yeah. Um. So what I'm thinking of doing is I've... I've I, Maybe you should go on Netflix, find a movie that you think would be in a pound shop for a well, pound. Well, yeah. Well, what I've also thought is that I know there is a film on YouTube... That I could pitch you, which would you keep mentioning this, which would definitely right. be. I need to double check. It's still on YouTube. It would definitely be a pound pound store okay. uh, uh, DVD. Or I set myself as a pound budget and get on like Amazon or something. Let's and, see, just and see what find, you can get for yeah, a quid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. So I'm quite tempted to do one of those two things. Uh, so we'll have to think about when when we're going to do that. Okay. Um, I I might possibly p- pitch the YouTube one because that way any any of our listeners can watch it. Okay. Cool. Um. Jeff, who lives at home, didn't have many funny titles. Jeff the Bachelor, at home with Jeff. People just couldn't be bothered. Really. Yeah, at home with Jeff really just that doesn't work at all, does it? Because no. he's not at home for very long. No, he isn't. It's Jeff who goes out for a bit. Mm. Um, I'm trying to connect to the Wi-Fi in the podcast submersible, okay. uh, and it's not happening because somebody sent us a... Uh, a clue review. Oh, right. I okay. now can't read because... Oh, wait, hold on. Let's see if... The magic iPad has saved it. This is the technology portion of the show, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> yeah, uh, so, so you fill your iPad, I'll cough again. Yeah. Just, oh, keep, that, just to that, keep our listeners entertained idea. and on the edges of go. their seat. You Here got it. Go. Oh, I didn't even have to cough. Kenny Vengeance, yeah. the man with the best name on the internet. Yeah. Says, hey guys, I'm looking forward to your discussion on Clue. It's one of my all-time favourite comedies. Up See? With- Good. Good. Right. Up there with Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Yeah. And Kentucky Fried Movie. No. All the actors are just brilliant. That. Not a dull moment to be found in Clue. I could watch this movie any time. Um, he also has a bit of a pitch, which right. I'm not going to read now. Okay. Um, but we, sh- we should maybe tackle that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You point. told me you know about that. that is, actually, I do know what that is, actually. Yes, we will tackle that at some point because it's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a thing. So It's kind, it's kind of a thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you like to? <laughs> <laughs> Deafen everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> by choking to death on your own oh, phlegm thanks. mere feet from me that's fine 
Do you think you can get through a pitch? Uh, yeah, I can. Yeah. Do you need me to go first? No, I'll go first. All right. Get it. No. Over it. Okay. So we need more cake. Yeah. Um, I am going to pitch you a movie, and I'm going to be brutally honest. I do, I, I do like it. It's a good film. I like it. And it has been on my list of films to pitch since the beginning. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm pitching it now is because the sequel's coming out. Right. Um, so I'm going to pitch you Kick-Ass. Ah, something I've had a copy of for ages and never watched. Right. So I've got the Blu-ray for you if you want. Okay. Uh, uh, I have lovely a spanking high def. Digital copy somewhere. Right. Yeah. I might just take the Blu-ray off. Yeah. Be easier. Um, May still be on Netflix. It was for a while. Anyway, yeah, sorry, you talk. Yeah, um, no, so uh, basically, um, the superhero genre has gone crazy in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and the little sub-genre of that is the real-life superhero. What would happen if real people got super... Or not got superpowers, but became superheroes? Yeah, right. Became um, costume vigilantes, really. It, is yes, the, exactly, yeah. So you're looking at things like Super yeah, and uh, um, Defendor. Yeah. yeah, so things like... I've seen Super, and I didn't like that. Um I think kick-ass, although saying that in a British accent never works. But kick-ass is terrible. It is. We sound so posh. (laughs) Kick-ass. The Downton Abbey version, kick-ass. Yeah. um, Well, it was all shot in the UK, so. Um, And and, and the lead guy is British, and so is the lead villain. So, um, And it's written and directed by British people. So it's a British, it's actually a British independent movie. So we can say kick-ass. But we won't, because it sounds stupid. Um, yeah, so anyway. Um, it's, Boot bottom. Yeah. Uh, the basic story is a young lad. A coup de pied de derrière. <laughs> um, a young... I really hope it's called that in French. I really do. I'm going to check on, on IMDb for next week. Go, sorry, I'm um, interrupting. A young man decides, why not be a superhero? Because why not? Why not just put on a costume and go and help people and fight crime? So he does. He happens to run into some like-minded people and also annoy one of the big crime bosses. Uh, it's all set in New York. Um, like I mentioned, uh, it's it's from the same team that did X-Men First Class. So directed mm-hmm. by Matthew Vaughan, written by Jane Goldman and Matthew Vaughan. Um, it's based on a Mark Miller comic book, Who's Scottish? Yeah, based on so a Mark Miller comic book. Yeah. Um, Aaron Taylor-Johnson plays uh, Dave Lizuski or Kick-Ass. Um, I'm not a massive fan of Aaron Johnson. No, Aaron Johnson. I have I. to say, he's a bit insipid. But I have to say, he's he's pretty good in this, given that you know he's a Brit. His mm-hmm. American accent pretty much holds up throughout the whole thing. Um but the people that steal this film mm-hmm. and they battle it out to steal this film mm. are Chloe Grace Moretz mm-hmm. as Hit Girl, mm. who is brilliant. We um we interviewed we did her some for, stuff the for the release. DVD release. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she's awesome. Nicholas Cage, uh-huh. who is absolutely channeling Adam West, <laughs> which. <laughs> And you can tell no, he's don't, having, you don't even say anymore. Just the thought exactly, of that is funny. Yeah, he just he's having. You can tell he's having so much fun. Yeah. Um, and Mark Strong mm. as the villain. Uh, Mark bit, Strong is in everything. He and is he's usually a sign of quality. Yeah, he's apart he, from maybe Green he plays a a New York gang. Even in that, he's pretty good. To be yeah. fair, um, he's, he's, I actually he's got the Rock thing. He's the best thing in a bad movie. Yeah, I, I actually I I managed to pick up the three D Blu Ray that really cheap, mm. um, and I watched it the other day, and I, and it was it's your bog standard original super okay. or superhero yeah. origin stories, but he's mm. pretty good in it. Mm. Um, he's very good in this as uh, Frank D'Amico. Mm-hmm. Um, 
who's he had he, he's I think he's the only person who's had his name changed from the comic because in the comic book, um, his surname is one of the big five mafia crime boss right. surnames. Uh, you know, they decided it wasn't such yeah. a good idea for a so, mainstream So they movie. changed it to D'Amico <laughs> as an homage to Fat Tony from The Simpsons. <laughs> awesome. Um, which I quite I thought that was a quite nice little bit I of like trivia. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is, is what I think this has over the other movies is that I think with Defendor they made it a bit kind of I, I didn't see it, I only saw the trailer, so you'll have to forgive me if I'm completely way off base with this, but it was more, it felt more like a gritty independent drama where you weren't quite sure if he was psychotic or not. Mm. Um, that was the impression I got. Anyway, Super is very much like an indie flick. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think that worked very well. Wilson, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas this is like, I mean, this looks... Like oh, I've a seen the trailer. I've seen the budget. Clip. Yeah, yeah, it's colourful. It's bright. Yeah, and it yeah. looks like comedy. And the thing it seems to reference most is Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man movie. Okay, uh, and I mean there are direct oh, yes, scene rip-offs. Two thousand and eight. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll double check. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Mm. It's either eight or nine. I think. Mm. Oh, actually, actually, no, it might be two thousand and ten. Yeah, uh, I'm just thinking when we did the when we did the home end stuff. Yeah, that it was two thousand and ten. Wow. I think. Hmm. Um, yeah. I d- yeah, for some reason, I always think that this movie's been around longer than it has. Yeah, I know. It I, well, it, because it was such a massive hit and just ingrained itself into I think it actually, culture. I think it was, it was, um, I think it was announced a long time before it got made. Yeah. I think I think it spent a lot of time. Well, it, was it, made, it was made entirely independently. Exactly, it wasn't, yeah. I know it wasn't financed by a studio. No. They, went, they made the movie and then <clears throat> shopped it around the studios until well, somebody bought it. Interestingly, actually, uh, Matthew Vaughan and Mark Miller took the story in the script. Hmm. Uh, sorry, and Jane Goldman, the story in the script, went to all the studios and said, we want this as a budget. Yeah. And they all said no. Hmm. So Matthew Vaughan held a dinner party, raised the budget, hmm. And then sold it to the studio for much more than they'd asked for in the first place. Yeah. Um, which I think is... Hollywood's a, good, a wacky, wacky place. Yeah, it's a good way to make a movie, I Absolutely. guess. Absolutely. Good way to make some money. Yeah. Um, let me just double check. I think my phone is just about to connect to the all-knowing internet. Excellent. Oh, see if good. I, leave I shall put now. a list of requests that we get a, uh, a Wi-Fi repeater <laughs> here in the submersible. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're gonna. We're actually going to have proper um, ethernet cables. Yeah, I can't plug a fucking um, iPad into that, can I? That's true. Um, Kick-Ass was indeed 2010. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, the weakest link for me is Christopher Mintz Plass. Okay. Um, but I, Yeah, I don't tend to like him very much. I kind no. of tolerate him through role models because I like the rest of the film so much. It, yeah, yeah. And again, I think you'll, you'll he's be... He's a bit... I find him a bit one note. Yes, it'll be the same here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I, it's really engaging, enjoyable, mm. uh, quite fun, silly. Mm. It's quite brutal in places. It's one of the films um, I've been holding off watching because you you told yeah. me ages ago that you would pitch it to me at some point. Yeah. So for what's now fifteen months, yeah, yeah more you've than been that, holding off seventeen months. It. Yeah, uh, I've been holding off watching this film. Yeah, um, and so I'll and finally it, get to see yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's it's really really good fun, and uh, like I say, it's definitely uh, out of the ones I've seen. The best of the kind of real life superheroes, if you want to call them that. Cool. Um, yeah. So hopefully you'll enjoy that. One. Excellent. I can't wait. I'll finally get to see it. Yeah. Um, way way back, not Christmas just gone, but Christmas before. Yeah. Uh, we did Christmas movies. Yeah. Uh, and you made me watch Trading Trading Places, which I fucking hated. Yeah. Uh, and I made you watch uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, which you didn't really like very much. Yeah. Uh, and as we were talking about that, I some I wondered if you might like 
um, <coughs> the other Tim Burton stop motion fancy film, right? Uh, Corpse Bride. Okay. So I watched it the other night, and I'm going to yeah. pitch it to you now. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Um, this is uh, this is technologically much more advanced than Nightmare Before Christmas was. Yeah. There's something like. 10, 12 years separating the two. Yeah. Well, I know this was being made at the same time that they were doing... Um, Time and Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. It was shot for... This had a 55-week shoot. Wow. On which they used 32 cameras. Jesus. So, yeah, they had like 32 sets going at once. Wow. Um, That's insane. Uh, and they were all... Um, all of... The film, every frame in the film mm. is a photograph by a Canon 1D digital SLR. Oh, really? Yeah. So whereas um, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. was done traditionally on 35mm, mm. this was done entirely digitally wow. in like 5K resolution and then yeah. cropped and oh, jiggered and made into a movie. Yeah. Um, the story. Yeah. Uh, Victor Van Dort is the heir to a fish merchant's fortune. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's due to marry Victoria Everglot, who's the daughter of cash-poor aristocracy, right. uh, despite having never met her. Right. Uh, these two families have decided that they're going to marry. It would be mutually beneficial if these two marry. Mm-hmm. Following a disaster at the rehearsal, Victor absently wanders into a spooky forest to practice his vows, and he finally gets them right. And as he gets them right, he theatrically places the ring over a tree root. Only it's not a tree root. It's the dead finger of a beautiful young woman who rises from the grave and she's now his wife. Right. Um, with the arrival of the slimy Lord Barkis, uh, we're set for a love quadrangle set across the land of the living and the land of the dead. Interesting. Um, I prefer this to Nightmare Before Christmas, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, story-wise, yeah. definitely. I, I it think sounds it like a more interesting flows premise, better. I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, something else you'll like about it, mm-hmm. it's 71 minutes long. Oh, nice. It's nice okay. and short. It get, it gets in, gets out, does everything. Awesome. Um, okay. I think it looks beautiful. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> I carry on. <laughs> I'm going to replace you for next week. Yeah, you might have to. Um, yeah, uh, it looks amazing. Mm. Uh, the advancing technology means um, cinematography-wise, it looks great. There are two, The um, Land of the Living is um, almost monochrome in its black and white nature. Mm. Uh, whereas the land of the dead is colourful and vibrant right. and kind of almost like Mexican Day of the Dead looking. Okay. Um, there are, as usual, there's great character and production design. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Elfman did the music, uh, right. and there are there are four songs in it as right. well um, with like clever overlapping vocals and all that kind okay. of thing. And he uh, himself voices Mr. Bone Jangles, the singing skeleton right. in the Underworld nightclub. Uh-huh. Um, uh, to the point where he would be hoarse. At the, it puts such a strain on his voice, putting on the voice he does. Yeah. That yeah, uh, it's quite uh, similar to the voice he did for the villain in um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Right, the big oh, yeah, worms yeah, in a sack yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember the name of. Um, the animation is uh, is first rate, mm-hmm. especially just keep, just keep half an eye on the way the bride's dress flows. Okay. Uh, and think how that must have had to have been animated in stop motion. Right. Uh, yeah, well, okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. she has it oh, throughout all of it. She has quite a long train Sorry. and a long yeah. veil, okay. and it all flows very naturally. It ripples in the wind, uh, right. and you think how that must have had to have been animated. Yeah. And it looks like cloth. It looks like fabric. Just wow. live action. It's quite amazing. Okay. Um, and in particular, there is one um, sequence. 
the You May Kiss the Bride sequence, uh-huh. uh, which has a full swirling 360 degree, more than that, it goes around them several times, camera mm-hmm. move with birds in the back. It just looks incredible. Right. Um, yeah, I like the songs. I like the... Um, there are some great little pieces of um, business in it. Just uh, some fabulous sight gags involving the Aris- the Everglots uh, butler right. um, on the surface. Um, the voice cast. I haven't told you who's in it. Uh. Johnny Depp is Victor. Yeah. Emily Watson is Victoria. Uh-huh. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter is the corpse bride. Right. There's um, Paul Whitehouse. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Voices a lot of the male characters. Yeah. Uh, He's got a phenomenal range of voices. Paul yeah, yeah, he does two or three. There are a couple. There are. There's one that's very obviously him. Yeah. There's a character that looks like him but doesn't sound like him. Right. The town crier. Yeah. Uh, who is constantly bellowing. Right, right. Uh, he can't. He can't stop. Uh, um, he, he does at least three voices. Yeah. Uh, Tracy Ullman vo- voices oh. almost all of the other women. Right. Uh, there's Joanna Lumley, Albert Finney. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't remember who else. Um, somebody That's doing a Peter Laurie impression to play right, a little yeah. worm. That's a pretty good cast. Yeah. Um, I don't have. Well, I don't have an awful lot of notes or no. trivia because I was just kind of watching it. Yeah. Um, co-written, co-produced, co-directed by Tim Burton. Uh, and the only other bit of fun trivia I have is um, some of the sets were so big mm-hmm. that the animators only had to crouch a little to get through the doors. Oh blimey! Yeah, so the doors they made the puppets go through. Wow! So how? So they the do some forced perspective sets. The yeah. puppets in general were about twelve inches tall. Right. Um, okay. But there's things like uh, there's a set for a, a massive church. Right. Uh, and the Everglot's house was a yeah. it's a very big okay. set as well. Interesting. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it's not up there with my favorite. I know people who absolutely love this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but- as much as with. Nightmare Before Christmas. I think yeah. you'll enjoy this more because it's a more coherent and structured narrative. Right. Um, and it's not Christmas themed. Right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I think we need to eject uh, oh, from fuck, this yeah. show before um, yeah. before you drop dead. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get better by next I'm week. I'm hoping you get better as well. I'm oh, Horrible feeling. I'm going to get a lot worse, but hopefully I'll get better. Nice. I'm trying to find the. Oh, there we go. See, I have the plugs and thanks as a note in the iPad because oh, I can't. Yeah. I'll, I'll forget yeah. them otherwise. Yeah. Okie dokie. We're on Twitter at HYS Podcast. That's probably the easiest way to get hold of us. Yeah. If you are on there, tell your friends, do a follow Friday, make yeah. them follow us. That's That'd be idea. great. Yeah. Um, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. That's also a good way to get to us. Mm-hmm. People do frequently. Yeah. Um, we have a blog, haveyouseen.net, which mm-hmm. is mostly a repository for episodes, which, again, needs updating because I haven't updated the archive for a while or the yeah. movies list. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I get a chance over this weekend, which I have to work, I'll do it. I probably won't do it. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have an email address, podcast at haveyouseen.net, yep. uh, which is how Kenny sent us his feedback on Clue. Yes, and I'll have to. we'll have to look into... Um Kenny's pitch. pitch. Yes. Actually. I shall forward that to you so you yes. can peruse. Because yeah. uh, I know it's a film you've seen and I haven't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it is one that's been on my list to pitch you since the very first episode. Oh, well, there we go. Um, things we like. Shares and likes on Facebook, particularly of new show posts. They're very mm-hmm. helpful. Um, yeah. Share us with your friends because then they'll start listening and sharing us with their friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the plan anyway. Yeah. Um, 
retweets on Twitter, especially if new show tweets again. Uh, reviews and ratings on iTunes are yeah. most helpful. They keep us visible. Absolutely. Uh, and your pitches for new films and your reviews of stuff that we've covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things I like most is when people mm. people have watched stuff we've covered and then kind of writing, no matter how long ago we covered it. Oh, yeah. It doesn't um, matter. If you're done just getting around to watching Team America absolutely, or yeah. stuff we covered at the beginning, yeah. then uh, bring it on. Absolutely, yeah. Um, thank you to all of you for listening, especially if you've done any of those things or yeah. contacted us in any way. Uh, thank you to Upbeat Productions for the podcast Submersible, which mm-hmm. I think I'm going to call. Uh, that's just it. Now. <laughs> this, that's what this place is. <coughs> podcast Submersible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, and Alexia Mom for technical expertise and beard growing. Yes. We shall be back next week when hopefully Tom will be better. Yeah, I hope so. Um, the only corpse will be the corpse bride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any luck <laughs> and we will also be talking about Kick-Ass yeah so a fine pair of movies for next yeah, week absolutely everybody have a lovely week and yeah. uh, we shall see you then bye <laughs>